You're listening to Stephen Grotes on the Station of the Year. The Gauteng Police Commissioner Elias Mawela says that the number of murders in the province in the first quarter went up to 1,556. The number of rape cases reported went down. He also says one of the biggest reasons people are murdered are cases of vigilantism. Well, they're also what are described as misunderstandings and road rage. Dr. Guy Lamb is a criminologist. Dr. Lamb, good morning. We see the murder rate still going up in most parts of the country. How big a factor is vigilantism? It seems that as a factor, it's becoming more important. Absolutely. I mean, the, what, what is the standout city from the Gauteng crime data is that vigilantism is one of the leading causes of murder. Um, it does feature prominently in other provinces as well, but um, it seems to be have developed and increased quite significantly within Gauteng. Does this tell us communities are saying they no longer trust the police? They take the law literally into their own hands? Well, I mean, vigilantism is is quite a complicated issue. I mean, we've had vigilantism and sort of mob justice in South Africa for many, many years, certainly in kind of poorer, high crime areas. I mean, one of the reasons is that communities generally are unsatisfied with the criminal justice system. Namely, they're seeing uh, offenders or suspected offenders, you know, getting away with crimes, not being arrested, not appearing in court, not going to prison. They also what often drives vigilantism is a sort of a, a kind of a culture clash around the sense that the criminal justice system provides a certain degree of punishment, but yet communities would like to see punishment meted out fairly quickly. So often the sense around vigilantism is about that, but it does tend to often come from a sense of desperation um, and a sense of wanting to remove a risk and a threat from your community. Hence, you come together and you use violence to try and remove or discourage threats. Um, we see the Gauteng Police Commissioner saying they're going to use drones to monitor areas. And there's been a lot of talk of this, a lot of sort of flashy technological promises. I think Cape Town uses drones already. Are they very useful? I mean, the sort of the, the sort of the jury's still out on this one. I mean, in the Cape Town certainly been the first to use them, so through this kind of safety and security secretariat. And it's been for when police are doing operations in high crime areas, particularly in relation to gangs, where you want to use drones as militaries do in conflict zones to sort of get good surveillance to figure out, you know, what are the threats. So drones can do that. I mean, drones can also give you an indication around if, you know, there's been a crime committed and, you know, suspects are fleeing the crime, you can use drones. But we're still very much in the infancy of using that technology. But it can be helpful, but it's really just a sort of surveillance intelligence gathering tool for the, for the authorities. We've seen crime wardens coming to Gauteng. So people in, blue, in green uniforms, they get two months training, maybe a little bit more. And they're sort of on the streets in certain crime hotspots. And many people in these communities, I think, welcome the idea. They're sort of eyes and ears, people who, who can communicate, etc. Over time, do you think they could make a difference? I, I would find, I must say, if I were a crime warden, the community would look to me to stop crime, and I'd be quite nervous about trying to do that. I mean, they, they can play an important role in terms of being kind of visible policing, kind of be individuals that community members and residents can go to to report crime. Um, also, when you do have police that are visible, it tends to discourage certain types of opportun- opportunistic crime. But the bottom line is they're kind of an auxiliary type of police. They have to be integrated into the kind of general policing approach so they have to have a good relationship with saps they have to be part of that kind of a grander scheme not just deployed unilaterally if they're deployed unilaterally then they're not going to have a major impact on crime so they have to be integrated with other policing resources and they have to be part of kind of a targeted smart policing namely they are in areas where crime is the highest 
um, they're able to build relationships with uh, community police forums, neighborhood watches, um, and other police formations. And in that way, they can be effective. Dr. Guy Lamb, thank you very much indeed. A criminologist, really do appreciate the time.